WEEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro where recovery is possible by your local New England Kubota tractor dealers by Northeast Electrical where pros need pros at needco.com by Catches Law Group the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com and by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer now WEEI Football Sunday Welcome you to hour number two of WEEI Football Sunday here on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, WEI.com, and on the Odyssey app. You got your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart from the Six Rings and Football Things podcast here with you until one o'clock, at which point we take you to live coverage of Super Wild Card Weekend Sunday, Finns at Bills, Giants at Vikes, and then of course Ravens at Who Day tonight. At 8.15. This segment is brought to you by Wise Snacks. It's the football postseason. Win or go home. And Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games. WEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Just go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Andy, when the coordinator interviews are had at one Patriot place. And mm. we imagine they'll probably be starting this weekish, maybe. We don't know how wide the net is, how quickly they want to land their man. Um or woman. Or woman, person, of course. It could be anyone. Yep. You never know. No big deal. I said they're uh, casting a wide net. You never know. So History when they the when said person who they believe it is in the best interest of the football team to hire to call plays to score the football, which they did not do very often or often enough this no. year. What do you believe the first question asked of that coordinator candidate will be? And why is it so? What would you do with Mac Jones? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is some version of a sentence that includes the words Mac and Jones in it. I don't know if it's what are your thoughts on Mac Jones? What would your plan with Mac Jones be? Are you sold on Mac Jones? I don't know how you phrase it, but it is a Mac Jones question. And I hope. It's an open-ended one. I wouldn't want to lead the witness and say, we're sticking with Mac Jones. What are you going to do with him? Like, even just ask them their thoughts on Mac Jones. And, you know, they're a Dan Orlovsky type would go through this, oh, what you did and his what his superpower is, whatever. And somebody might have the balls to say, I'd look to move on from him because he doesn't measure up to what I think it takes to win in the national. Like, I would look, for, I would hope I would get honest answers, but open-ended answers about Mac Jones. Yeah, you heard a caller in the first hour say there are six rocket arm quarterbacks with elite playmaker talent in the AFC, and we've got pop gun talent in New England. I wonder exactly if we could ask a thousand callers or talk to ten thousand Pats fans. No, thank you. Stick with Mac or no? Are you in or are you out with Mac? I wonder what the percentages would be. I don't want to do a Twitter poll because I don't believe those are often the most genuine way to go about it. What do you think the percentages would be? I think right now, I think probably. You would get somewhere around sixty forty pro Mac. Yeah. I think you two thirds maybe. Mac. Yeah, I, I think there's some really passionate on either end, which I think are dumb. You'd probably remove those. I don't really know how polling works, but like I think there are people that say Mac has no chance. He's he's terrible. He's a bum. Mm-hmm. He's never done anything. And I think there's people that say Mac is the you know greatest thing ever. It, it was all Matt Patricia's fault. I think you remove both of those. 
And then I think in the middle, there's a, a more than a majority, I think, would say Mac deserves at least another year with a coordinator, with a scheme to prove himself or at least try to prove himself moving forward. But I, it, it's it's torn Patriot Nation. Any, anytime you read anything, whether it's calls, texts, Twitter, there there's varied opinions out there about Mac Jones. It was one of those uh, fissures, if you will, a chasm in Patriots Nation this year uh, of the many sort of micro civil wars that broke out like in Bill we trust he's lost his fastball give Patricia some time the guy has no business calling plays one of the other ones well that that was early and then by the end of the season everyone was pretty much on board with I feel badly but also Patricia coaches badly the last one being I'm with Mac I'm with Zappy how come the play calling was better with Zappy Mac needs another year I still wonder why for two and three quarters games the Patriots offense had rhythm had texture, had savvy, it was fluid when Bailey Zappi was out there until, of course, as you pointed out earlier this week, Bill Belichick did something miraculous in just one game and was able to ruin two quarterback seasons in the Bears. It truly was an amazing sleight of hand, like one of the greatest poker tricks I've ever seen by ruining the seasons of both Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi in one horrendous effort on a Monday night. I just don't see how... Unless you're out on him because you didn't like him calling other people, going behind the organization's back, brushing back and pushing back and complaining, the F-bombs on TV and showing up the coordinators and the coaches. Unless if unless and if they're so out that Bill Belichick has sold ownership that it's time to move on, get a high draft pick maybe from the Raiders or the Colts and start fresh, I don't see how anyone with their head screwed on straight can say, yeah, no, Mac Jones is done. He's played out. This kid's ceiling is capped. We obviously did everything we could for him because they did just the exact opposite this year. Well, because it's what we do, first of all. It's the recency bias. It's the same reason that Brock Purdy is a future Hall of Famer right now because we get caught up in the moment in the short term and the most recently seen, and we don't sort of take into account the ebbs, the flows, the ups and downs. I don't want to steal from Stephen Fall River, last place I'd ever want to steal from. But I will say... His whole idea that you really don't know anything about quarterbacks for a couple of years, especially a lot of them. Like, okay, Mahomes, first year, boom. I mean, well, it's his second year, but first year starting, yeah, he's pretty good. I don't think he's going to fall off the map after that season. But, you know, there's there's a lot of ups and downs. There's or, or even upward trajectories or, you know, Trevor Lawrence's. Like, there's a lot of different ways to get to the end of what is this NFL quarterback. And some people are still... You know, figuring it out. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo is an example. He's been around for freaking ever. And people still really aren't sure what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Can you win with him? Do you win in spite of him? Do you win because of him sometimes? Could he win This next season will be his 10th year. You're right. That's ridiculous. No one has any idea what he is. He could win a Super Bowl. He was one throw away. And he can also make hellacious throws. You know, Kirk Cousins, same kind of guy. Been in the league forever. Made a ton of money. Is he good? Is he a product of the weapons around him? Can you win with him? Well, we might take a step in that direction, find out today against the Giants, whatever. So it, it's difficult to assess most quarterbacks in the NFL. They're special ones, and they're special for a reason. And I will tell you, in my opinion, Mac is not special. Mac is absolutely not special. That's the one definitive thing I would say. But I think not special quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Not special quarterbacks go to the Hall of Fame at times. Yeah, so, not special right? quarterbacks can sometimes look – 
Yesterday, I saw a dynamite offensive performance put on by a team that, in my estimation, is steamrolling towards a Super Bowl appearance, and that would be the San Francisco 49ers because they're healthy. They have all their elite playmakers rocking and rolling right now. You've got two great running back, or you've got a dynamite running back and an excellent supporting running back, two elite wide receivers, a kick-ass tight end, an offensive line I would want no part of, a pass rush that is just orcs released at helms deep, a secondary that can be had at times, but you've got a quarterback. You've literally the last guy chosen in the draft. He was one pick away from being an Udfa, looking like a little Brady clone, looking like a little mini Garoppolo back there. You know, yes, granted, he did sail a couple passes. He had a couple of jitters that he had to work through yesterday. But by and large, Brock Purdy looks great because... Not because he's got elite talent, not because he's got a laser rocket arm, not because he's a specimen. It's because he's young, confident, savvy enough, and he's getting coached up with all of that talent around him. Mac Jones is not going to boot and roll with the speed and tenacity that a Brock Purdy does. I don't need him to. I need him to have a clean pocket, be able to make his reads, redevelop the, the pocket presence and comfort that he had before this season completely cast him off to the compost bin of football quarterbacks and start making progress again. I believe he can do that. But if other people are out on him because of what happened this season, it's a shame. And I can't guarantee you, like I've, like I've told you many times recently, I can't guarantee you that Mac is going to be the starter next year because I don't know how they feel about him inside the building. No, you told me he's not going to play for the Patriots next year. Yeah, I, said if I had to choose. I said if yes. I had to choose okay, between he's the an two, ex-Patriot. I think Belichick might actually ship him off. Who? William Belichick. Oh, are we pretending he makes the decisions now? Uh, he may have a large say in it. Do you think oh, Robert Kraft say. is totally Do you think Robert Kraft is 100% sold? I don't know. No, I don't. Nobody can be 100% sold other than like Andy Gresh. There's like a couple people who are madly in love with, with Mac Jones. It's Sophie, wait, it's Andy Wait, Gresh. is Gresh madly in love with Mac Jones? He thinks he's a franchise quarterback. Ooh. I don't know if he's backed mm-hmm. up a little bit on that. He was on that by like midseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how you can be. If I'm like, if I'm Mac Jones' dad, and you know me, I'm probably a little too objective and hard on my own kids. But if I'm Mac Jones's dad, you don't necessarily have to talk to Mac about it. You have doubts as to what your son is, how far he can go, how good he's going to be in the NFL. You can support him, but you absolutely have to have objective doubts about how good he is. I, I don't know how you couldn't, right? Well, you dabble in reality sometimes, but also, yeah. well, at that point, your kid is also now in his 20s. It's not like, you know, your boy's in his teens and my kids are, aren't even, they haven't even crossed the double digit threshold yet. So, but you can still knows? be you objective. Have to, you have to be a, there are some reality checks along the way. You'd be objective. What's like, that? I've never understood this thing where people can't acknowledge that their kids sucked on a given day or isn't that good at a, a given activity. Like, uh, my, why? Actually, I'll tell you, for, uh, for example, I got I got read the Riot Act yesterday by, or at least not, it was a miniature version of the Riot Act by, uh, by my uh, kid's grandparents yesterday. They came to a little youth basketball game. My kid is the worst dribbler. He looks like <laughs> Jalen Brown blindfolded hey. dribbling the ball. He turned the ball over 16 times in a 40-minute youth basketball game. Uh, and I just I laughed at it and I want to work with him in practice. He dribbles the ball way too far away from his body. He loses control. Easiest thing to pickpocket in the world. It's like somebody who's on like an Italian streetcar and has like five hundred dollar travelers checks sticking out of their back pocket while they're checking their phone. What do you think's gonna happen? And He's terrible. And they're like, Oh, you have to accentuate the positive. I'm like, it's okay to acknowledge he stinks at this. I'm right. not gonna chide him but and make him go to his room without supper. I'm gonna try to work with him. 
and accentuate the positive, but sometimes we have to be objective. Of course I understand this. Andy. Okay, good. Because you know who I think are objective? Kids. And I think they know. Right? Doesn't your son know that, like, I had the ball and then, well, the other kid had the ball after that? <laughs> like, I gave it away. <laughs> and this will make you very happy, Andy. My the said son, who gets pickpocketed on the youth court all the time, has to remind me at least three times a day, like, Dad, your jokes aren't funny. So there you go. <laughs> See, I Does knew really? I would endear him to Does you. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, oh, I love the kid. The kid's the best on the planet. I love the kid. <laughs> if he ever needs a place to stay or anything, my oh, house is sure. his. Oh, sure. Won't away. even invite me on the boat. I bring <laughs> nope, you beers nope. all the time. But yeah, little come. Thomas Stevens, he's got a place at the Hart House. <laughs> Forever. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. We'll get to your calls when we come back, as well as continue the coordinator talk. And I want to ask this question to you, Andy, and to the audience as well. With the Patriots trying to lock up Gerard Mayo long term, and him turning down officially the opportunity to interview for both the defensive coordinator position in Cleveland and the head coaching job in Carolina... Do we believe Gerard Mayo could very well be the next head coach in waiting for your New England Patriots? It's all coming up as WEI Football Sunday with the Six Rings guys marches on, and here's Ethan trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEI. Trending is brought to you by Wise Snacks. It's a football postseason win or go home, and Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games. WEEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Now for what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com, Super Wildcard Weekend is off and running for the NFL. The San Francisco 49ers beating the Seattle Seahawks 41-23 in a fairly dominating fashion in that second half. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were down by 27 at one point, storming back in the second half to beat the Los Angeles Chargers 31-30 on a last-second field goal. It is the fifth-largest comeback in the NFL's history. You can catch all three playoff games today, Dolphins at Bills, Giants at Vikings, and Ravens at Bengals tonight, right here at WEI with coverage beginning at 12.30 p.m. The Celtics extended their winning streak to six games after beating the Charlotte Hornets 122-106 to yesterday. Jason Tatum leading the way and scoring for the team with 33 points on the night. And then the Celtics will be facing off with the Hornets again tomorrow afternoon. Tip-off set for 1 p.m. Eastern time for that game. And then lastly, your Boston Bruins coming away with a 4-3 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs yesterday as well. Pasternak, Bergeron, Greer, and Greslick all contributing to the goals department. The Bruins have the Philadelphia Flyers up next. Puck drop for that game will also be at 1 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. I'm Ethan Rissadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEEI and WEI.com. And, well, what a pleasant surprise this is right now. As much as we would like to continue with our WEEI Football Sunday and Six Rings Chatter, take your calls and more, we will get to all of them. But we're currently going to be joined by one of our WEEI Football Sunday regulars, Tom E. Curran from NBC Sports Boston. And, of course, the great Tom E. is brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran joins us on the Harbor One Hotline right now. It's Fitzy, it's Hart, it's Tommy. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? 
great, Fitzy. How are you? Hi, Drew. Hi, how are you? Having a great <laughs> Sunday, my man. I love, Tom, before we get to the Patriots chatter and whatnot, in the power rankings of postseason weekends, where do you put Super Wild Card Weekend? Ooh, uh, I would say three. Probably because it's new. It's yep. new. It's extensive. Um, but I really like Conference Championship Weekend a lot. And I like the Divisional Playoff Weekend a lot. So, I, you know, and I don't like the Super Bowl so much because it's just one game. I like, I want a plethora of games. Hmm. Oh, I do too. I, I like Are the you going left games. or right? Yeah, I was just going to say you need to make that turn. <laughs> that was the left into donkeys. No one told me we were doing this after the Patriots season ended, so I was just playing hoop from 9 to 11. Oh, did you win? Uh, no, you just keep running it back, and mm-hmm. you know we didn't win as many as I would have liked, which I really don't care about when you just play and pick up on Sunday morning until you realize we've lost like six straight, so was, can we get one? Yeah, I mean, we let's let's feel good. Jeez. Yeah, a let's Tom, you couldn't you couldn't endear yourself more to New England by saying no. I was taking a left into a donkey's, and B, uh, maybe I was just detailing to Andy what a hard time my nine year old is having playing youth basketball because he gets stripped more than Jalen Brown in the fourth quarter of the finals. So maybe I can bring him by for some dribbling and fundamental lessons sometime. Yeah, it's never too late, and it's never too early. <laughs> All right, now here we are in the bleak aftermath of a disappointing 8-9 and nine season, Tom. Andy and I have been going over everything that happened this week with the Patriots. Andy said that this week was a Robert Kraft production and that Bill Belichick may have been a bit emasculated, whereas my over- overarching view was that it was just one of the weirdest weeks I could remember non-competitive football Patriots action. Um what do you? What did you? What's your just that ten thousand foot take on this week and everything that transpired? Mm, I feel really comfortable with understanding better now where they are at the start of this week than I did at the beginning of last. You know, spoke to a lot of people and understand really the the course they're starting to chart. So while the perception is that this was Robert Kraft coming down from on high, uh, swinging his club and straightening everybody out. I think it was more of a two men working in concert forward. I really believe that. Um, the meeting that I reported happened earlier this week that the team eventually issued a release on, that went fine. There was no discord. There was no Bill Belichick saying, yeah, give me one more shot to run it back. This went fine. It was this close. And so I think that proceeding from that, there was comfort that, okay, let's chart the course. What is the course? And then I think the announcement really was, to coin a phrase or borrow a phrase, it was doing what was best for the franchise. Maybe Bill Belichick doesn't like announcements about titles and people being hired and interview processes, nor does he like the idea of talking about contract negotiations being entered into. But what fans need and what the crafts need for their brand, for their season ticket holders' peace of mind, for their sponsors – is an idea that, okay, we've stabilized, the ship has charted a course, and these are the things we're going to do to get better. And I don't think that Bill Belichick would have resisted any of that, understanding that in the end it's Robert's team. And if he feels that's what he wants to do, then that's what we're going to do. Tom, a uh, John Dennis two-part question here for you. Um, can we that was, I just up... gave you a long-ass Albert Breer answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
can we can we look at the two sentences that were provided uh, to us in that release? And can you give me your thoughts on those? So the first is contract negotiations with Gerard Mayo, and then we get word that he's pulling his name, I guess, from consideration for the Panthers' job. Is it safe he to did. assume? Is it safe to assume Gerard Mayo will be back in New England in 2023? And what does that look like? It's very safe to assume that. That's what. Okay. Gerard and the team are working toward right now. I reported on uh, maybe Thursday or Friday that he wasn't taking the Cleveland opportunity. Also, uh, Phil and I learned yesterday he wasn't taking the Carolina opportunity. So the Patriots don't want to lose him. As I said on Thursday to Mego and, and Arcan, they simply do not want him to go elsewhere. And if we rewind and look at the number of excellent coaches who've gone out, McDaniels, Flores, um, okay, Patricia and Judge, um, other guys who've gone out and left the building and then left the team wanting in terms of a farm system, I think the Crafts wanted to avoid that situation occurring with Gerard. He's everything you want in a coaching candidate. He's everything you want in a figurehead for the franchise. So instead of being like it was with Josh McDaniels where you – don't let him know that you want him to stick around until he's halfway down the altar with the Colts. You make sure that Gerard understands in advance, we don't want you to go to Carolina. We don't want you to go to Cleveland. And we know that the title doesn't matter as much as the opportunity does. We know that the money doesn't matter as much as the forecast for what your future holds is. So when we look at the team committing to Gerard in the public manner to say, we're not going to let this guy get away. It's an acknowledgement that this is a coaching building block, a figurehead, the most important coach on our staff in many ways behind Bill Belichick. What's that mean in the future? Nobody's got a crystal ball, but if you wanted to read the tea leaves or lay odds, I would imagine that Gerard Mayo's tracking well to be with this franchise in large positions for a long time. Yeah, see, Tom, that was my take, and we're speaking with NBC Sports Boston's Tom E. Curran here on WEI Football Sunday. Tom joins us via the Harbor One Hotline. That was my takeaway the second I read that press release Tuesday night. Uh, Not to get too lava hot take with it, but that I think that Gerard Mayo, your succession plan for Bill Belichick whenever he uncouples from the Patriots, is kind of at hand because they they can't stand the brain drain because they've just lost so much coaching and coordinating talent over the years in the in the box and on the sidelines but to me if they didn't think that there wasn't a bigger play at hand would would they would they go through the trouble of actually announcing it on a Tuesday night no and yes I mean I, I can't <laughs> I mean I don't get honestly I, I think I might have drifted and don't get the question but I, I think that the point of it is they don't want him to leave are they saying he's the next head coach no. But are they saying he's the next in line? Because a lot can happen between now and the next 20 wins that Bill Belichick gets. Right. But if you had to lay odds, as I was saying, you lay him on Gerard Mayo. Now, what I think is interesting, and we should remember this, too, how does Bill Belichick feel about a successor in waiting in-house? And I think it's important. My understanding is, and when you look at it this way, after I spoke to some folks, I totally get this. Gerard Mayo was drafted by Bill Belichick higher than everyone else thought. Gerard Mayo was made a captain in 2009. By himself, he was out at the coin flip at the beginning of preseason in his second season. He was 
the leader of that defense. He was brought back by Bill Belichick. Everything about Gerard and the success that he's had has come in lockstep with Bill. So Gerard succeeding Bill or being the apparent successor is not undermining Bill. Bill kind of, in many ways, helped to hone him. So I don't think that Bill is going to have any kind of, um, you know, unease with Gerard Mayo being a, a person who will be high on the list of successors. And I would also add, too, mm-hmm. it makes sense a little bit, if Bill Belichick doesn't want to retire, retire, to move upstairs at the end. I'm not saying that's going to happen. No one indicated that to me, but there was in, uh, I believe it was either Dynasty or the Seth Wickersham book, an intimation that Bill Belichick had considered the appeal of a Bill Parcells overlord type position at some point. Now, wouldn't that make some sense? All right, Bill hmm. Donnie broke the record. Now it's Gerard. Bill goes upstairs. He's the overlord. Bill O'Brien's your offensive coordinator still, and the team is in a far different spot than it was at the end of 2022. Okay, I think that's interesting you just threw there. That's where I wanted to go. The second line of the press release was about interviewing offensive coordinator candidates this week. And first of all, that means I think they're going to have an offensive coordinator by title, which they didn't have last year. Um, But do you believe it is Bill O'Brien? Will that be an extensive list of interviews? How do you think that shakes out? It's an extensive list of interviews. My understanding is that if it does not become Bill O'Brien, it's not as if they throw up their hands and go, wow, there's the key to everything and all our success that we could have had with Mac Jones. Bill believes that there's opportunities to find any number of candidates who would fit, but Bill O'Brien is the prime candidate, is my understanding, the one that they most would like to have it work with. Okay, and Tom, last one from me. Um, you guys flat footed with a brief answer, huh? I know. I was doing there. I, I was. I was getting. Where's ready the Breer some... answer? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you taking a couple of minutes post hoops, pulling into the donkeys. I know you want to go inside and get your large regular and maybe a little wake up wrap. Uh, Tommy, when those sit downs happen and the offensive coordinator conversations begin, do you think they begin with? hey, what do you think about Mac Jones? And if you had to push your chips in, is Mac starting next fall for the Pats? I'd put a ton of chips on number 10. Yeah, there's no reason not to have him start. There's absolutely nothing he showed me that makes me believe there's a level of ineptitude. And that includes the guy who came back from 27 and nothing last night. I look at Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert and these players, and I love Herbert, and obviously he's got a unique skill set that Mac Jones will never own. But you more than have a serviceable quarterback who can win 10, 11, or 12 games in this league. And if you catch breaks, you can go deep in the postseason. He's not going to kill you. And that is important. I mean, have you ever seen Mac Jones have a half like Trevor Lawrence did in the first half yesterday? And I don't think that that was Trevor Lawrence putting the Jacksonville Jaguars on his back last night in the second half either. Serviceable, competent is more than fine. There's no reason to start trying to overthink it at quarterback in my estimation. Tom, we touched on Mayo. Did and you guys agree on... with me, or did you guys think that Trevor Lawrence no. was scintillating last night? No, he was no, fine. He was, yeah, he had I... a good second half, but that's as much Brandon Staley in the worst. I mean, Tom, forgot, I, I pointed out to Andy earlier, how the hell when you have a 27-7 lead and a division champ on the ropes, you call 24 pass plays and five runs in the second half? It was one of the worst coaching jobs I ever saw. Well, he stinks. I mean, they kept blitzing. You just got to complete them. Um, Tom, we... 
you, you touched on Mayo and we touch on the offensive coordinator. Do you think there will be other significant uh, shakeups to the coaching staff? For example, Matt Patricia, is he still on the coaching staff? Is he coaching the offensive line? Does he go into the Ernie Adams front office role? Is Judge, Joe Judge taking over special teams? What are some of the other uh, changes you envision on the coaching staff? These would be total spitballing ideas, yeah. not having somebody with. No, I just haven't. You know, everything I've told you so far is peppered with having had conversations with people who'd know a hell of a lot better than me. When I get into what will Matt Patricia's job title look like or Joe Judge's or Cam Acorns, I have no idea. But I would imagine the simplest thing to do is you put Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator. You let Billy Yates continue on as offensive line coach. You move Joe Judge to special teams. You let Gerard and Steven continue to run um, the defense. And you put Matt Patricia in that Ernie Adams slash Nick Casario role. Because mm. as wonderful as Evan Rothstein may be, as a pseudo Ernie Adams in game and situational things, they were distressingly bad in situational football this year. Clock management, simple thought processes. They need to get a better handle on how to run their team in crunch time situations. It's embarrassing to see this team that used to be the high IQ Mensa candidates just, you know, Chewing paint chips in the side, you know. What do you do? Get that out of your mouth. That's you can eat that. That's what they were. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's, I like it. That that's couldn't be a couldn't be a better way to go. Be the answers brilliant or brief. We enjoyed all the time as Tommy Curran joined us on the Harbor One Hotline today. Tommy, enjoy your Super Wild Card Weekend Sunday, and of course, what could possibly be Brady's final game in a Buccaneers uniform tomorrow night. Should be some good football. Uh, take care. We'll look forward to talking to you soon, okay? Okay, guys. Have a great Sunday. You yeah. too, Tommy. That was Tom E. Kern. Today's conversation with the great Tom E. Kern of NBC Sports Boston was brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Always a good time chatting with Tommy. And it was nice to know that there were the speculative spitballs towards the very end there, Andy. And I like the way he laid things out with Gerard and Steve. Bill O'Brien, Billy Yates over here. Goodbye, Cam Acord, Joe Judge. Go back to doing what you were good at doing. That would be something. Talk about a nice little post-Christmas holiday gift for Pats fans, knowing everything is tidied up and you've got people that are good at those jobs doing them once again as we look to the 2023 season. Yeah, I just like that a year after not doing the obvious, when everybody wanted them to do the obvious, they may just do what looks like the obvious and keep it simple, stupid, hire Billy O'Brien, keep Gerard Mayo, move Joe Judge. It's it's all very simple and logical. Now let's just hope it happens. Yes, and also he said he can easily see 10 under center again. He could have obviously pivoted and said, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo also wore 10, but Mac Jones under center. He deserves at least one more season. Absolutely. Uh, let's hope they give him the support uh, the talent and the coaching that he needs to undo what happened this season and advance his football career. This hour of WEI Football Sunday is also brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com, for your free trial. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number if you would like to join us here on WEI Football Sunday. When we come back, Andy Hart just published his Sunday 7 at WEI dot com. We'll talk Andy's 2022 Pats Awards some all-pro action, and who could be leaving or going or coming via free agency. It's all coming up here on WEI. 
Andy Hart has prepared a little piece he likes to call the Sunday 7. He took that over from the great Ryan Hannibal a little while ago and brings us some news, notes, and nuggets from around the wide world of Pats Nation and everything going on with your favorite Foxborough football team. And we will get to those Sunday 7 notes, which include some 2022 Patriots Awards. But first, a couple of quick calls as we welcome back in our listening audience. Alex is in the car on line one, actually wants to... uh, Relate to uh, my young son struggling in youth basketball. I'm here for it. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Good, good. What's going on, buddy? Uh, Good. Uh, So my son has autism. Now, it's mild and stuff, but he plays basketball, soccer, the whole thing. And it's hard for me to explain to parents why, you know, they'll cheer for him and they'll, you know, usually most of the time support, you know, everything. But there's other parents where their kids are like, um... You know, they're banging on the glass. So, oh, get back, you know, get your defense and uh, box them out, you know. And the guy, I was with a guy yesterday in Walpole there, and he's like, oh, my son, uh, he tries a lot, but he's, you know, he's got to work on this, got to work on that. And I was like, buddy, you have no idea. You know, you get, you got it good. He'll be fine. You know, it's like Alex will get off the court and not, you know, get off the game after the game and not care about, you know, playing again. You know, he'll care, but he won't. Won't be the first thing on his mind. Let's go practice, buddy. You know, and no matter how much I try to explain to him, you know, basketball's just going to practice. You like baseball, you know. It's not, you know, your son's not that bad off. He might be get stripped, which a lot of kids do, but it's you. You're fine. You know, he'll be great. Oh, oh no, of course. I appreciate that very much, Alex. Thank you for. Uh, sharing. Uh, he's just, he's, my son is a little bit clumsy and has some, a little motor skill coordination <laughs> issues, but uh, I'm sorry for what you have to go through. And of course, every bit of positivity you can possibly bring to a situation like that is always appreciated. Um, that's why we use sports as like one of the great barometers for emotional connectivity, for effort, for triumph. Um, whether you're, you know, an absolute stud, like you mentioned earlier, Andy, we're probably going to watch a football game in a little bit over an hour from now with a guy like Josh Allen who is going to pick up the Buffalo Bills, the city of Buffalo, Western New York, put them on his big, broad, strong shoulders today and carry them in what will be a wild emotional scene with DeMar Hamlin allegedly in attendance today in Buffalo. Uh, Obviously, like he is a stud and a superstar, and sometimes there are people that just make little plays and little contributions along the way, like uh, Naeem Hines, a third-string running back who returns a kickoff like he did to start the game last week and absolutely leads the Bills and Western New York and all of Bills Mafia in a moment of exultation in triumph. Uh, That's what's so great about sports and having a laugh about it, whether you struggle or succeed along the way, that's what we're here for. Absolutely. There's a place for everyone, and and I don't know if this would be an example for the caller's son, but I don't know if you're familiar with Unified High School Sports, uh, Fitzy, and some of these teams that bring together kids with certain um, disabilities or lacking of abilities, different uh, differing abilities, and other kids, and they play some of the best basketball games and track events that you'll ever see. It's a really, it's a really mm-hmm. cool program that because I am a believer that I don't care who you are, whether you're Josh Allen or whether you're that guy's son, mm-hmm. sports are good for you. Sports bring a benefit. always find always. your spot, and it'll benefit you in the long run. Um, I just think it's a huge part of development for for almost anybody in some form or fashion, learning to be on a team, learning to succeed and to struggle and to support and be supported. I think sports are awesome. 
There's no one I enjoy talking to about hockey because between the two of us, we know a collective uh, less than nothing about hockey. Takes Although puck luck. Bru- <laughs> it takes a puck little luck. puck luck. Pucks on the net. Come on, guys. Put those pucks on the net. Go I in just, the corners. We do enjoy talking hockey when necessary, and God bless the Bruins. Nice win last night. Uh, a, nice to get a win after getting the schneid the other night at the Garden, their first regulation loss on the season. And you also always love whenever they deliver a little extra sadness to the Maple Leafs because that's just always going to sort of be fun. Big win by the Bees last night, 4-3. But one of my best friends in this life, George, who I make the Patriots videos with, his uh, son Mary has some developmental issues, and Mary spends so much time watching hockey, talking hockey. She plays hockey. It is it is her life, and I just absolutely love the way she lights up talking about Bruins goaltenders, how much she loves Bergie and pasta. She used to have posters of Tuca up all over her walls. Like It's something to dream about. It's something to aspire to. It's something to stay engaged. It works on the motor skills, your physical well-being, coordination, and it just keeps you positive. Even when we get frustrated, Andy, like even when we are at our angriest and when we're at our like the consternation and the aggravation is at so high you wonder if it's going to cut days weeks or years off of your life like we need this we don't know how to function without it in every way shape and form possible sports whether you play talk it or get involved in both it's always good for you i couldn't agree more absolutely and it's why the bruins sort of stepped in it at one point in that process because they made a decision that we can leave in the past that was an ill-advised decision that I think annoyed a lot of people in, in sort of the world that we're talking about. Indeed. Uh, David is in the car. He would like to talk about Mac Jones and the Patriots' current offensive situation. Good morning, David. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. So thank you for taking the call. So, so the question that I have, I, you know, about the Patriots, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things to really digest here. And being a season holder, I'm digesting a lot. But if you get rid of Mac, some people saying, you know, Mac will move on, maybe we should move from him. The, the question that I have is, who do you bring in? Mac's been here two years. We all know how well he did the first year. And this year, we, we all know that this was something, there was a lot wrong in the system. There was coaching, a lot. Of, it started with Belichick, not, you know, stepping up and, and taking care of things like he should have in the beginning. Uh, tried to embarrass the guy, even the other rookie. But, but my thing is, if you get rid of Mac, who are you going to bring in? Somebody that now has to learn the system, learn our way of playing, our coaching and all this. So you, you, it puts you another year behind. My concern that I have as a season holder, are we holding on to Bill because of the record, or the Shula record? And, and if there's any thoughts that that's the reason why the, the, the Crafts are, are doing that, as a season holder, that really upsets me because, you know what, I don't care about that. What I care about is we need to be a contending team again. We need to go to the playoffs, make noise, possibly even an AFC championship. And and if they don't make some major changes, which it's funny how Tuesday night, all of a sudden this all came to light, what they want to do, because they're preventing some some people from uh, or trying to preventing uh, Gerard Mayer from moving on, which I get it. That's what you do. But I think Mac is the guy that we need to keep here because – he, he knows what's going on here. He, he's already adjusted to it. To bring somebody else in, I think that would be the biggest mistake. It's going to set us back another five years. Thank you for the call, David. I appreciate that very much. Uh, Andy, I said I thought maybe Bill Belichick, if he was out on Mac or there were organizational issues, may want to bring somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo back because of his familiarity and his longstanding belief that he could win with him. I think we all thought that he had anointed him the successor to Brady. Little did he realize that would actually light a fire under Brady to get him to play his best football 
in a Patriots uniform. If it wasn't Mac Jones, just speculate wildly for the sake of it, because that's where we are in the middle of the show right now. Who would it possibly be? Lamar Jackson. Do you th- <laughs> no. Okay, I said speculate wildly. You told me to. I, I wanted to Good. shoot for the stars, right? Uh, come on. Is there any way in the world the Ravens, who have literally built their entire offense and tailor cut everything to and around Lamar Jackson, they might even start two or three quarterbacks tonight. Who knows what they're going to have in store for that offense tonight? Uh, it's just going to – what a weird game. But that makes it more fascinating to be the 8 o'clock game on Super Wild Card Sunday. But you, there's you no could, team that needs their player more than Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, correct? Yeah, I just don't know how ugly the contract negotiation has gotten with Harbaugh and Lamar and the organization and him right. representing himself and his mother. And, you know, in theory, he could be a free agent or in theory, he could be had via trade and franchise, those types of things. But, you know, the Patriots would have options if they wanted to move on. Derek Carr is going to be available. Jimmy Garoppolo going to be available. Um, you could draft one at number 14, would be my guess, and have a chance to maybe get a quarter. Like, there's always quarterback options. How palatable they are, uh, that's a that's a different question. I don't know if you're upgrading or what you think of Mac versus Jimmy and those types of things, but there's always quarterbacks that are available if you're willing to invest in the position. Yeah, I. the more, obviously, the more... The longer we go down this road, the more we have the discussion, the more we talk to guys like Tommy Carr, and the more I think we should all believe it's going to be Mac Jones. Now, will conversations be had this offseason about if you have an issue, come to me, let's open a greater dialogue, let's make this more functional than dysfunctional last year, let's actually start returning to more patriot-like ways, even though actually drama and dysfunction were kind of part of the double dynastic run. It's just that we happen to see a lot more winning during those 20 years than we have over the past couple of years, but I think... These will be some and many of the issues that will be smoothed out by Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, whoever is the next offensive coordinator, and, of course, Mac Jones. Thank you very much for making WEEI Football Sunday a part of your Super Wild Card Sunday. Appreciate wherever you happen to be listening, whether it's on 93.7 FM, 105.5 out in Springfield, on the Odyssey app or WEEI.com. 37937 is the text line. Thank you to Tom and Donna Wright who hopped in the car and said, is this Fitzy and Hart I'm listening to on WEEI? I love it. Yes, it is indeed, and we're with you for one hour more until kickoff of Bills and Dolphins. 617-779-7937 is the number. We still got to get to Andy Hart's 2022 Patriots Awards. And Andy, I would also like to talk about Mm. a story yesterday from Adam Schefter where he discussed the idea that NFL executives and owners are very upset with the state of officiating. Well, isn't it about time? Third and final hour of WEI Football Sunday with the Six Rings guys. March is on. Don't go anywhere.